This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. Welcome to Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Hank Speck. So this past while, I've had a few discussions about what's happening in the real estate sort of industry and what's happening with these investments. And I really want to talk a little bit about some rules we learned from the honeybees, but also some rules that just make common sense. And today, the big question is variable or fixed rate mortgages. If you look at what the big funds have done, so let's use this as an example. Let's say that you go to your financial person and they say, you know, there's this great fund. They have all these apartment buildings, billions of dollars worth. If you invest, they pay you a regular dividend and, you know, you get the appreciation. In other words, when the value of those properties goes up, your value of your investments go up. Now, recently we've learned that there's a bit of a problem going on with these kinds of investments. And it really goes to my theme with if you if you give someone your money and you don't watch it, manage it, understand it, the probability of your losing it will go way up. And most Canadians, unfortunately, do that. So when there are more people separated from... Let me give you an example. If you go into a coffee shop, and let's say it's a chain coffee shop, and you grab a coffee and... So you grab a pastry, a fresh croissant. Sounds pretty good right now. Fresh croissant. And you sit and you sort of have your phone there and you're sort of taking a half an hour break. And the coffee's cold when you take a sip. And it's not supposed to be iced coffee. It's supposed to be hot coffee. So you think, well, it's kind of lukewarm. And then you take a bite out of your croissant. It's really lousy tasting. Now, in in that coffee shop, there would be a person who served you the product or found it or got it ready for you there'll be a manager of that of that um, shop or maybe an assistant manager there may be a franchise owner and then there'll be a district manager and it goes all the way up to the top and the person running the organization really doesn't know that you had a bad experience at the coffee shop so it's many different people removed, which means that person has lost touch probably with the day-to-day operations of that shop. I'm not sure they care, but the point is the more people that are involved, the less in touch a person is with the actual outcome. In the case of investing, when you give someone your money and it goes to someone who then gives it to someone who then gives it to someone to invest, you've lost sort of track of that and the ability to control it and understand it and watch it and make sure it's safe. In real estate, we're seeing the same thing. So many of these real estate funds have engaged in a situation where, let's say for a minute, it has $20 billion in real estate and $10 billion of that are mortgages. So you and other people have put in some money and the rest has gone up in value but the, frankly you you have 10 billion dollars in debt on on your investments together and so let's say 
back in the day, three years ago, whatever it was, interest rates were 3.5% for a five-year fixed mortgage. Assuming a 10-year you could also get for probably, I, I remember you could get a three a 10-year for less than 3% if they give it to you. But let's assume it's a five-year at 3.5%. Person managing the fund says, yeah, but you know, if I go variable rate, I can save 1% on our mortgage payments, 1% of interest. Well, on $10 billion, that's $100 million more in profit. And there are often bonuses and links to every three months. How's the performance going? So there's a, a significant motivation of these fund managers who manage this real estate to go variable rate mortgages because they're going to save a significant amount of money if interest rates continue to drop. And for about 20 years, that's what's been happening. And the profits have been increasing and increasing because interest rates have been dropping and you're always paying a bit more for a locked-in rate than a variable rate, sometimes significantly more. But then something happened recently. Interest rates have gone up. And these funds who were priced for perfection, and let me explain what that means. When they bought a building, let's say that was 3%, and interest rates three percent they would say things like well if we just get rid of a lot of the tenants and fix up the apartments we can charge more rent so really we're paying less than it looks like on paper so it was priced per, per, per for perfection you could only make money monthly on the cash flow if you could increase the rent somehow so there was a lot of finagling monetary finagling i call it there's a lot of little bit of this little bit of that trust me kind of talking and very, very tight margins. Because cap rate means if you invest the money without a mortgage, that's the return you get. Or more importantly, that's the profit you get before you pay interest costs on a mortgage. So if your cap rate is 3% and your mortgage is 3%, you haven't made anything. Now, as interest rates went up, these folks were sitting on variable rate mortgages. And the problem with that is the need to refinance them, which was difficult. Because in their minds, they're still variable rate people. They're saying, yeah, but if I, if I refinance, it's going to be at 5%. And the variable's only 4 so I'm losing less. And long story short, uh, instead of making $100 million, they're losing $100, $200, $300, 400000000 million, and so on. So my point of all that is... Um, it's very difficult to have confidence in a person managing a large real estate fund if they were in variable rate mortgages. It's not about long-term probability of giving you your money back. And sure enough, a number of these large funds, many of them based in Canada who have American investments, a couple of them, uh, one is BlackRock, another one's Starlight. They've stopped paying their, they announced that back in November, they've stopped paying their dividends. They're not giving people any money because they can. They're also stopping people from trying to get all their money back because they don't have any. It's all invested in real estate. And as you know, it's very difficult to start selling a building all of a sudden to give someone their money back in 10 days or 20 days. So my point of all this discussion is variable versus fixed. The probability, I believe, of um, failure goes up 
if you're um, investing in a group that uses variable mortgages. So whatever REITs you look at, whatever companies you look at to invest in, ask yourself, find out, is it variable or is it fixed? Um, I believe it should be fixed because even today at four and a half or five or whatever the mortgage rate may be, if they're buying the proper buildings, then they're going to guarantee a return and safety. Uh, I got into a discussion with one of these fund uh, managers. I won't mention the very large company, you know, very large fund, 20 some billion dollars in assets. And I asked that question. I said, you know, how can you justify being in variable rate mortgages when is going on what's going on? And the response was very arrogant, very entitled, very much, uh, trust me, we've been doing this for 20 years and it's worked. So how dare you sort of question that? Very arrogant, and I'll, I'll, pr forgive me if you live there, but very Toronto-like. And it all works until it doesn't. And I think that the, the, the fact that the individual wasn't willing to even consider what I was talking about suggested many things that would tell me never invest in this, uh, in some of these funds, because it doesn't matter they were successful for 20 years. Many, you know, there's that saying that they talk about monkeys who actually throw darts at walls and pick stocks that are just as good as the experts. Well, anybody who, you know, was reasonably intelligent in the real estate industry could have made money for the last 20 years. It's a little different today. It's a little tougher out there. A little challenging. It's a lot of fun for us. I enjoy this time, these types of times. Um, but I, I'm concerned if you've sort of closed your eyes, given your money to a fund or a bank and said, go ahead, I trust you, put it in that real estate fund. If you have one, I suggest, if you have done that, I suggest you do a couple of things. Call whoever sold it to you and ask to see the detailed financials. The three-month, if they're doing quarterly reports, if they're publicly traded, they have to. If not, I'm not sure how you can get them. I believe they're required to give them to you and dig deeply. Don't just accept something. Ask about mortgages. Are they variable or fixed? And if they're fixed, how soon and when are they coming due? And how will that impact profitability and your ability to continue to collect a dividend? So it is risky. And there is fraud out there. Um, a lot of fraud. A lot of people are promising things they can't deliver. Um, hopefully... Um, we'll get through this without anybody feeling a lot of pain, but I'm not sure. A final thought, I was on the treadmill today listening to someone talk about uh, pre-purchasing. So someone's, you know, a developer says they want to build a condo and they're selling the pre-built condos at a certain price. Um, and the guest on this podcast was considered to be an expert in the buying and selling of these pieces of paper um, and these condos or these pre-built, primarily pre-built condos. That's all they talked about. You know, in our book, we talk about the probability of something being uh, a failure or a success. What's the probability of survival? And if you're investing in those type, if I were investing in those type of things, I would suggest my probability of survival are very nil to none because of the... One, you're trusting people with your money who are more risking it, risking it uh, for a development that may happen three, four, five years from now. Who knows what anything will be three, four, five years from now. 
Secondly, you don't know if they're going to be around. Yeah, there, there are insurance programs, tarry on and other things here in uh, Canada to protect you on your investment, but you still may lose significantly. Um, and why do it? You know, condos come with fees. There's a fee every month. Um, you just don't know what's going to happen with that. And they're not investments. Anybody who says a condo's an investment, I say, show me the cash flow projections. Show me the cap rate. And I would say 99.9% of them fail and are not considered real investments because they don't provide any cash flow. They're failures. The only people that make money are those flipping the paper, as the guest on the podcast today, or some developers who are able to um, get some of this funding from the public and then turn that into a development. But we're seeing more and more developers walk away, in some cases provide, in other cases not provide the deposits back. And I say, why do it? Why risk it? Why wait? Fraud's everywhere today, and you need to be sharp, and you need to hold things close to you, particularly if you're investing. Hold your money close to you and make sure you know what you're doing before you let it go. I'm Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. Don't forget, you can pick up our our book, Invest Like a Honeybee, on Amazon.ca. You can listen to it on Audible. Uh, And also, uh, please subscribe to this podcast and have an amazing safe investment month. And I'll see you in July. Remember to pick up my latest book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment on Amazon or Audible. Pick it up today.